This message comes from sponsor Constant Contact, helping small businesses and nonprofits stay connected with customers, grow their audience, and do more business. With email marketing, list growth tools, automation, contact management, social ads, and more, Constant Contact helps small businesses and nonprofits reach their goals faster. An easy to use interface and thousands of integrations deliver big marketing results. Start your free trial at constantcontact.com. Hey, this is Carla from the Butcher Babies. This is George Corp from the Fisher from Kevin McCorp. Hey, this is Rex from Kill Devil Hill. It's Wednesday 13. It's Jackson Gallagher. This is Odorous from Water. You're listening to Rabbit Noise. On Rabbit Radio. Turn it up. Hey, Dennis. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, thanks. Yeah, it's it's great to uh, talk to you again, man. How's things been? Things are good. You know, it's been uh, it's been good. <laughs> I can't complain. I mean, I guess I could, but uh, what will be the point? No, things are good. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's good. Well, uh, man, I've got to say, everyone's pretty damn excited. Refused to coming back to Australia, and uh, you're uh, bringing sick of it all and our own high tension with you for the run, man. That's one hell of a lineup for for a night out on the town. It's it's a fucking green lineup. <laughs> it's, uh, I was talking to someone else, and I said, you know, like. How you sometimes when you're young you saw a show it didn't really reflect but then a couple of years later you're like I can't believe I saw those bands play at the same night and I want this lineup to be one of those lineups where like in five years people like be holy shit I saw high tension sick of and refuse play at the same night I can't believe that happened and uh, that's exactly the same kind of feeling I want for this uh, you know for this tour can't believe this is happening. <laughs> oh, dude, it's it's unreal. Uh, did you did you put this together yourself with this your your idea? Well, yeah. I mean, I had some help. I mean, it's also I I um I always kind of booked the support bands. I'm not booking, but I picked the support bands. And uh, I was talking to our agent, and he was saying, "Oh, we should you should bring out a, like a bigger support band from Australia. It'd be fun." And and then someone suggested Sick of It All, and I'm like. You know, in my mind, I'm like, that's not even doable. Like, it's sick of all, man. And then they're like, no, but I think they would. And they're not that big in Australia. So I think I think we could make it happen. And they said yes. And then we said, all right, we also want a band that has, like, a strong female presence. And then someone sent me a link saying, like, oh, check out these high tension. That might, that might be cool. And I was like, yes, this is the lineup. So, I mean, it's, 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 it is kind of a dream lineup, and it's very, very exciting to be able to put this together. I, mean, I, I know I love it when you go to see a band play, and they bring fantastic support bands. You know, like, it, it's such a, the value of that just increases the entire night and increases your, also your understanding of, of the band that you're seeing, because, I mean, we pick the band. We pick the support bands. I think it's, uh, yeah, I'm beyond stoked. I'm like, you know, I'm one of those kids that grew up listening to Sikorov. I'm one of those kids that I called David at 2 o'clock in the morning because they showed Sick of It All on MTV. I'm like one of those kids, you know. That's unreal, man. I mean, that's celebrating, what, 30 years this year, and you're you're going to be yes. part of that. That's history. I know. That is history. Also, I have to brag a little bit because they did uh, like a 30-year anniversary 10-inch, and I wrote liner notes for it, which is, you know, for me, that's such a privilege. I can't, couldn't believe the they called me up and said, do you want to write a, write a thing about, um, they have a, a, a liner note about each member of the band and they wanted a singer to write about the singer. 
And I was like, fuck yeah. So I'm, I'm actually in that 30 year celebration, 10 inch, and I'm, you know, I'm so stoked. It's fucking, it's really cool. How would you have been if you could travel back in time and, and tell little Dennis that that was going to happen? I mean, that's unreal. Yeah, little, little Dennis, he would, I mean, maybe he would be a bit bummed out about like the, the direction of, of the style that Big Dennis has taken. But apart from that, he'd be pretty stoked about the, the prospects of, uh, you know, I mean, it's here's the thing. Like, you create music in your own bubble and in your own world. I mean, we grew up super isolated in the north of Sweden, and we started writing music, and we, we looked at Sick of It All, and you looked at all these bands that inspire you and all these, this musical universe that, 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 that wasn't here, you know? And, and, you, and you start writing, and you start playing, and... Somewhere along the line, I mean, Refuse became a band that matters to a lot of people. And uh, we became one of those bands that, that people kept name-dropping. And, and for, for young Dennis to see, I mean, I remember uh, we played uh, the Download Festival in 2012. And I'm walking in the backstage area, and, and I, get, I get mobbed by Anthrax. Whoa. The band that I, when I was like 15 years old, I bought Among the Living. It was like my favorite record for years. The guys in Anthrax walk up to me and they're like, can we take a photo with you? That blew my mind. You know, I'm like, holy shit, this is, is this happening? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the beauty of music because it makes you, it makes you pierce. And like, like all these people that we admired and we, we took inspiration from, now we can actually meet them and hang out and we can talk about how, how we inspire them and so forth. And it's something beautiful about that type of art and creativity where you can uh, where you can make that happen. So yeah, it's it's pretty pretty fantastic. I wouldn't believe that if someone told me, but it, it's pretty fantastic. That's awesome, man. And of course, you know, you mentioned you know your what you sort of listen to now. I mean, do you still listen to the heavy stuff like Anthrax, and do you still get into you know the metal, or or, or do your taste sort of changed over the years? I mean, I think. Your your taste. I mean, no, it, it's not true. Uh, a lot of people they kind of um, they pick a thing, and then that's their thing, you know. I was never one of those people. I'm like, I was a metalhead, and I wasn't really good enough at playing my instrument because I wasn't a nerd. <laughs> I was I was actually one of those dudes who was like hanging out with girls, and I rode my fucking moped around and. You know, I was, I was kind of a, a wild one, so I didn't have the time to sit at home and masturbate with my guitar. <laughs> I didn't ever play metal. Uh, and uh, when I discovered punk and hardcore, it was like, it was such a revelation for me. I mean, a lot of people, they get into punk and hardcore, and it kind of defines their world into this small, confined space. But for me, it was like, anything is possible. Any, you can do whatever you want. And I, that's kind of what I, what I took from punk and hardcore. And... Um, I'm one of those guys that I want to discover something new musically every fucking day. Every day I want a new sound, a new song, a new band, something that challenges me. That being said, yeah, I still own the Anthrax records. I still own the old, old thrash and heavy, heavy stuff. I, I have a huge hardcore record collection. I mean, I, I still, that, the stuff that defined you as a person made me into who I am. You bring that with you for life. That's just going to be there in mean, 20 years. We'll talk about that and we'll still name drop Slayer. You know, that's just, it's always going to be there. I think that's important. And with that, with, uh, you know, your different influences and stuff like that, you've always, as you said, you've kept 
kept a pretty open mind. But with your music in general, like I found you're, you're hard, like Refused, for instance, it's so hard to pin down. Like listening to Freedom, there's so, like it changes so, so quickly. There's so many, like everything from even little proggy bits, you know? Is that, yeah. is the rest of the band have the same sort of idea? Yeah. I think it's almost a prerequisite to be in this band that you have to have a complete open mind. Early on, when we when we decided we were going to write new music, we're not completely naive people. I mean, we kind of know what people like about Refuse and why they like Refuse. So we said, okay, we want to write a record that sounds like a Refuse record. But at the mm-hmm. same time, we want to challenge ourselves. We want to challenge the listener. We want to push ourselves and to have a completely open mind about it. And uh, you know, there there are some songs on Freedom that might seem surprising in its approach, but then when we play them live, people are like, oh, okay, I get it. And it kind of still sounds like, I mean, it still sounds like Refused, but something different. I think that that is our approach to who we are. I mean, we know what Refused is, we know what we are, and we know sort of in within what space we can move, but we're always trying to challenge that space. We're always trying to challenge ourselves. Are you on the tour? I mean, of course, The Shape of Punk to Come is one of the most iconic albums ever. Um, do you find that, you know, are you getting a good balance between the new and the old when you play? Yeah. Yeah, I think we do. I think it, I think it's really important. I think it would show if you're just going through the motions. I mean, oh, yeah, let's only play this, the, you know, the stuff that people expect. So we have to find a good balance for ourselves and also to keep it interesting and i think that um we do have after playing these songs i mean the new record for a year and a half we do have a pretty good understanding of what works within the set how to build a set like the momentum of the set and the flow so i think it's a, it's a really good mix between uh shape of punk to come freedom and some older stuff as well so i think that that's really an important part of like how you present how you present it, you know. And in, in, in saying that, I mean, you played those, the, the older stuff, especially, you know, like New Noise, you probably played that thousands upon thousands of times. And there's bands out there that will flat out refuse to play their biggest song because they're over it, they're bored of it. But, you know, there's plenty of fans out there that may not have heard or they're new to the band. Uh, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? I mean... Uh, honestly, my thought on playing New Noise is that I love it. Because it's such a, like, every night you play that song, the energy that you get back from the crowd is unbelievable. And and you have to be fooled to not sort of enjoy that. I mean, yeah, sure, so much you're like, oh, I'm a bit tired of it. You say, we played it thousands of times. But the feedback and the energy makes it worth it. And I love playing New Noise. I would... It would be like, uh, yeah, it'd be insane to play a set without without it because it's so important and it's so important for for everyone. So it's it's uh, I love it. I think it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, is, is the bummer when bands do that though? When they don't, you know, acknowledge that. I mean, I've seen bands yeah. like Radiohead, for instance. They'll never play. They it's very very rare that they play Creep. Have you ever been in that situation as a fan where you've wanted to hear, hear a song and they're like, no, nah, we're not doing it. Yeah, yeah, plenty of times. I mean, it's it's funny because it's like, as an artist, I get it. I get it a hundred percent. I get it. Like I'm like, we're moving, we move past that. We're, you know, we're a different place. We don't want to mm. play that old song. So as an artist, 
I get it. I support it. As a fan, I'm like, fuck you for not playing my song. But it's, it's <laughs> you know, so I, I've been on both sides. I've been on the side where I'm like really disappointed that they didn't play my favorite song. But I also get it. I'm, I'm like, I fully support fans when they do that, even though I, I can be a bit bummed out. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, man. And, uh, of course, have you guys got plans for a follow-up to Freedom? Yes, we do. Uh, they're not... They're still kind of, like, being formulated. But, uh, yes, we, uh, we're we actually going to meet on Saturday to freshen up a little... We haven't played together for two months, so we're going to freshen up a little bit. And uh, we're going to look at some new ideas. And uh, so there are there are plans. I think, in fairness, it will be... Because Australia is the last thing we're going to do for a while, and then we're going to take some time out, and um, everybody's going to concentrate on other projects, and uh, uh, simultaneously write with you stuff. So, I mean, yes, but I, I would, realistically, I would say maybe a year from now, we'll get together and actually write and record, but yeah, there, there are plans. Awesome, man. But uh, in the meantime, of course, we're pretty damn keen to see you guys down here, and uh for us up here, we'll see you at the Tivoli on Friday, January 20th in Brisbane, man. That's going to be so rad. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too, <laughs> man. Me too. I can't wait, dude. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, of course, man, thank you so much for, for talking to me today, dude. Oh, uh, no worries. And I'll see you in, like, yeah, it's not even, it's like a month. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah, man. Take care. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 